0: Now let's turn to Acts chapter 8 because we're coming now to the fifth message. And, and what happens in Acts chapter 8 is time has passed and greater persecutions have started. Others are preaching other than Peter. Now we've got a wider group that are preaching. And Philip has gone to the next level. Jesus said in Acts one eight, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And then the third level was Samaria. And this is where we see Samaria getting in the picture. And the next gospel presentation is no longer directed just to Jews. Now Samaritans, who are half Jew, half Gentile, are getting the message. And now we see for the first time a false believer. Jesus warned of this in his gospels. And now we see it. And and look look what you see here. It's all run together. But here it's the scripture that you should be coming to in your Bible. And look at this. And this, I'm afraid, is what is going on in a lot of Christendom today. Then Simon himself also believed, Flat out, same word, believed. The same thing as Acts 16:31, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Simon believed. You know what would have happened? It would have gone out as a praise report. Simon got saved. Uh-huh. And guess what? Boy, he was really into this. After he believed and responded to the gospel message, he was baptized. He was baptized by not just anybody. He was baptized by Philip, who was one of those original, chosen by the apostles representatives. They weren't just deacons. They were super deacons. This guy is, is doing signs and wonders and miracles and, and, and amazing things are happening. And Philip preached this guy Simon believes this guy is baptized by none other than one of the apostolic delegates Philip and he doesn't just touch and go look at this he's continuing with Philip I mean he's hanging around he's saying tell me more I want to know more this is so wonderful wow I'm so excited I've believed and you baptized me come on I want to keep going with this and the more Simon saw of Philip's ministry He was amazed, seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound like we'd run home and and tell everybody what a great work the Lord did? Well, Simon believed. He was baptized, but something was missing. And when the apostle Peter, who has given every recorded gospel message so far on this videotape we're watching in the book of Acts... When when Simon Peter comes to confirm the veracity of the evangelistic outreach that Philip was doing in Samaria, Peter declares something was lacking from this man's conversion. Did you notice that? Just in that initial report, you don't see it. Look what it says in verses 21 and 22. And, And this is Peter shows up. And this is what Peter says. You, Simon, have neither part nor portion in this matter. You could ask, what matter are we talking about? Salvation. That's the theme. That's the subject we're talking about. And Peter looks at this convert, and he says to him, you are not connected to Christ. Wow. Continuing with the Bible. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. So you can go through all the motions or someone can go through them for you. You can have all kinds of ecclesiastical stuff done to you. But God doesn't look at all that. He looks at the heart. And he said, your heart is not right. You haven't gotten a new heart. You haven't gotten a new spirit. You have not had your stony Sinful heart removed and a soft, responsive heart to God. You have not been converted. So what does he say to them? Uh, and, and I ask the question, wow, what makes a heart right in God's sight, Peter? I mean, if I'd have been there, I would have been asking questions. You know, I know you probably shouldn't talk when Peter was doing all this, but, but that's what I think. So, so stick with it. Peter says to Simon, you have neither part nor portion in this matter. Your heart is not right in the sight of God. So what would make it right? in the sight of God. Look at verse 22. Kind of Peter's a one-word man, isn't he? Every time you get Peter near the microphone sharing the gospel, repent! It just... Repent of this, your wickedness, the personal... See, that's part of salvation is me confessing, agreeing with God. I'm a sinner. I am lost. I am hopeless. I can't save myself. It doesn't matter if I'm a little better than, you know, uh, what was the name of the guy in John Wayne Gacy. You know, I've never killed and cooked and eaten anybody, you know, so I'm not bad. God says, one sin. We're all guilty. And even one sin, we're guilty of all. One sin infects us so deeply And we're all infected. We're all sinners. So we have to repent of our wickedness. And pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are, and see, this is the apostle. The apostles were guarding over the the birth of the church and its spread. And that's why Peter was given those keys. Do you remember that? Have you ever thought about what those were? Jesus said, I give to you, Peter, these keys. And Peter used them, by the way, three times. He used them to present for the very first time the gospel to the Jews. Then he used them to present for the very first time, right here, the gospel to the Samaritans and confirm who was really saved. And then he used it to present the gospel for the very first time to the Gentiles. So, Jews, half Jews, half Gentiles, Samaritans, and pagan Gentiles. Peter was the initiator. He opened the door, as it were, of the gospel. And he said, You are not saved, you are poisoned by bitterness, and you are bound by iniquity. Remember, if you've never been saved from sin, you've never been saved from hell. You've never received salvation if you're poisoned and bound because you haven't repented, even if you believed and got baptized. That's a very sobering message. Simon believed and was baptized, but did not receive the Holy Spirit which was the seal of true conversion and new birth. This means that belief in baptism without repentance was insufficient. He never repented of his sin, Simon didn't, so he was never saved. Salvation, again, is stated by Peter to involve a turning from sin, which is called repentance, which leads to conversion, which is that total change of direction. And this guy didn't have it. And so Peter said, you're not saved. So if we were to summarize five gospel presentations, this fifth one, here's what what Peter says. You've got to make sure they've really repented. Now, I, I talked to someone recently. It was fascinating to talk to them. They said, you know what? They said, I've been listening to you for almost six years now. I said, well, that's a compliment. That's amazing. They said, but you know what I realized? I raised my children that just believe in Jesus and you'll be okay. And my children are now, this person told me, in drugs, in alcohol, leaving their husbands and wives for other people's husbands and wives, in prison, and they went on and on and on and on. And they said, you know what struck me the other day when I was listening to you? That my children never repented They just thought Jesus was kind of a nice idea when they were a little kid. And they never realized that they had to turn from the way they were born, selfish, lying, sinful, lustful, murderous, angry people, and cry out to the one that could change their heart. They said, yeah, I led them in praying to Jesus But I never explained to them as they were growing up what that meant. And this person said to me, this has changed how I look at my kids. Instead of thinking, oh, they're far from the Lord, I think they don't know the Lord. And I am begging God to convict them of their sins. So that they will, by God's power, be turned away from their iniquities and be saved from their sins and experience God's forgiveness. That's how the Bible describes salvation. The people aren't perfect, and they still struggle. We all do. But at the core of our being, we're different.